I don't have a comeback for that. Um, the Rancors is now in the arena, though, and um, Boba went back, and he is now riding the Rancor, and that's pretty fucking like cool Like a visual. witch of Dathomir right now, just onto the scene. Absolutely. Mandu puts Grogu down and says, don't move, let me handle this. Now, at that point, I thought there was a 0.00% chance that Grogu would not move and let him handle that. Just didn't. There was <laughs> yeah. no way my guy yeah, was gonna yeah, like yeah. gonna do that. He, I'm he sure he heard never that. Never done like, that before. One ear right out the other. I'll go do what yeah. I want because I'm Grogu. Um, so then Mando walks out with the dark saber, and the Rancor weakens the shield. And Mando uses the dark saber to get into the shield Here's after that. the Rancor yeah. has weakened it. So the Rancor is weakening the shield, and that's when the dark saber will allow him to get through. He gets in. He jumps up on top of it. He cuts one arm off. He uses the force to shoot the blade right into the little head-looking thing of the oh, droid. Perfect spot to take out the and computer. And it pops him back, and bam, he flies off of the thing onto the ground. It's one of those things where if I was Mando, I would probably recommend it to me. Like, dude, it's a lightsaber. Just start swinging. It doesn't matter where you hit. Just start cutting off bits and bring it down. Just keep well, keep moving. I kind of think you that's what he was trying. I'm on this thing. Well, I think he thought like I was. He, I like him, thought that when he stabbed it through the head-looking thing, it would be dead. But no, that is not the case. Um, Death of a thousand cuts. Just start picking away at this thing. It'll make it easier. Yeah, in retrospect, that would have worked better. Maybe maybe cut the other arm off like you cut the first one. Uh, but anyway, yeah. the droid comes up to him and tries to use one of those little spikers that it walks on to stab him. As it lifts the spiker up, Mando is completely vulnerable at this point. Go you down. see Grogu has walked out, absolutely not taking the advice that Mando gave him, which, I could, which we all could have predicted. Arm goes up, and he, it, Grogu is able to use the Force to lift this droid up and hold it in place for like a good five, eight seconds, something like that, and push it back. Parts off of it. And it looks like he's crushing part of it at the same time. He's like actually affecting it as he does it. Gives Mando enough time to get up um, uh, and Boba uh, Boba to jump down with the Rancor. The Rancor rips it apart, destroying it. One droid down. Now, I thought that was a really cool scene for a couple reasons. One is... I mean, obviously, Boba should have got Slave 1. You're right about that, right? But I thought it was pretty cool that Mando puts Grogu down and says, don't get in the battle. And, of course, Grogu, the first thing Grogu does is get in the battle, which I just, they're creating a, like, he can't, he can't talk, but they are creating somebody with character that we can predict his actions, backstory, like a personality. And I really, really enjoy that. He's not just a stuffed animal, right? He has a personality. Um, And, it shows his his growth with the force, right? Because in the first time we ever saw Grogu with Mando, that that weird the that mud beast or what is it called? Mud something? Mud horn or something like mud that. Mud horn was coming at Mando and Grogu was able to lift it up and hold it, but he had to sleep for like three days after that. He was so exhausted. Grogu doesn't even take a nap after doing this thing to this droid. So it shows that his it shows his growth on screen, you know, but between those two right. juxtaposed moments. Four or five months with Luke, we see what effect it has. Shame he didn't spend more time with him. Yeah, well, I mean, it does help him. It, it certainly does. Uh, it certainly did because he's much stronger. Cut back to now. We have one droid down. We got one to go. Cut to Boba's army, who is pinned down with the other droid. They have some snipers on the roof behind. They uh, jump up and try to draw their fire. Snipers then start to take out the fighters uh, that, that are the some of the the Pike uh, Syndicate that's that's still around near the droid. 
Uh, and then we see the Rancor come flying in and it throws the droid into the wall. We think the droid may be dead. Nope, it's not. Comes back out. Ding, 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 still shooting. Gets back up, throws it. Um, now one of the arms are torn off and eventually it pulls a, th the Rancor pulls a thumb through the eye of the thing, picks it up, slams it against the ground, finally tearing it apart. Two droids mm -hmm. down, zero to go. The army jumps up and keeps shooting. Uh, Mando's with him, and he's got Grogu in tow, like like a football, holding it, holding it, little uh, Barry Sanders-esque, got it tucked up under the shoulder. Uh, our favorite mechanic picks up a gun and joins the fight. Did you see this coming? I did not see this coming. I, they've, been tint, they've been hinting it for a while that she had this giant, like, stun blaster kind of thing that was on her, but, yeah, she's right in the fight. I, again, I'm going to call out some filmmaking issues. John, I love you. You've made some, some issues in this one. The shield on the droid goes down, and no one starts shooting. No one. Everyone's just kind of like, oh my god, a Rancor's fighting. Do you think they're scared to shoot the Rancor? I know. Uh, I, I don't. Because they straight up just start shooting the thing later without too much of an issue when it starts to go a little bit rabid. I, I, well, it still has I, Boba on it at this point, so they probably are a little scared to shoot it. Nah, they got a clear shot, and they didn't have any problems before. It, it, it struck me as, as a a kind of let them fight kind of decision for why everyone just kind of standing there gape mouthed as this fight is happening rather than we've been shooting it nonstop into its shield for a while. The shield's now down. Well, we'll let the Rancor handle it from here. Yeah. I mean, so you're right. Uh, I also like, sometimes I, I, I hear a criticism like that, which is you are right. And I, I think about the people who made the show and how they have to be like, okay, to do that scene, we had to do explosives, we had to do the blaster fire, we had to do the green screen, we had to do CGI, we had to do the, like the 50 things they had to do. And then someone's like, yeah, but the blaster fire stopped while they were fighting. Why did it, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like oh, yeah. sometimes they have to be like, fucking break, as hard as that was to film. Well, you know, you John, know. it's one of the things they've worked hard. This may be a detail that they missed or they omitted for other reasons. But you know, they're probably looking at that criticism going, fuck yeah whatever just ignore it right but just fr but also maybe a little frustrated that it was so probably really really hard to get that scene and then people like give up on it because of something so small like, that's we, the only we, thing we have demonstrable evidence that i'm an asshole and as you talked about i'm i'm one of those characters where you can predict what i'm going to do in advance because i'm sufficiently characterized i'm yeah, going to call them out on this shit yeah, this is me saying, Spencer, sit here and don't criticize. And then you, you come out like, and you lift your hand up and start criticizing. Yeah, the criticize beam just comes out of my hand. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I actually, I didn't mean that as like a, a hit on you because no, what no, you're no. saying is right. I and I noticed some of this stuff as I watched it too. But I also like, part of me always is like, God, it has to be really hard for the filmmaker to hear stuff like that because of how hard it is sure. to make this shit. Um, so where are we at here? Oh, um, the... Uh, during the, the course of this, um, killing the last droid, uh, Boba gets thrown off of the Rancor. So the Rancor yeah. just fucks off because he doesn't have a rider anymore. He just takes off out well, in the city. Well, he takes off a little bit, but then Cad Bane shows up and like sprays like fire in its face. And that makes him go straight up rabid. Ah, uh, you're right. Yeah, he doesn't quite leave right yet because Cad Bane shows up and then Cad Bane very gamely uses the, 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 the torch to scare yeah. the thing. It, that Rancor is tough, but it wants no part of fire. Mm -hmm. um now we have a real showdown and um between boba and cad bane and cad bane says there's one thing he couldn't figure out boba what's your angle here and boba goes this is my city these are my people i will not abandon them and cad goes like the tuscans so he's needling him here trying to get it yeah. you know you know he's um 
You know, he has he's uh he's Doc Holiday there with uh, Billy the Kid, you know, and he's he's just trying to get him emotional so that he doesn't draw yeah. as fast as he game. normally does. Uh, Boba tells him not to toy with him. He's not a little boy anymore. Is that I'm not a little boy anymore? Is a History. reference to yeah. yeah, that's a reference to Clone Wars. Um, and Cat is old. Cat is old. Cat Bane at Cat, this point has got to be pretty fucking old. I, 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 the fan base of math was that he was in his early seventies, which is like way past like the average Duro's lifespan. This guy is ancient by the standards of his species. Yeah, Cad basically says, "I'm your Huckleberry." At this point, and they set up to draw fire. They draw. Cad wins. Boba tries the flamethrower. Cad moves and shoots him again. Cad stands over him, kicks the gun out from over him, takes the boat, picks Boba's helmet off. Mm-hmm. Did you think Boba might die here? Because you wanted it. I, I, you wanted no. Boba to die in this series. I wanted Boba to either have it be, to be a legacy character or die, and I got neither. And I did not expect him at any point to die at this point because nobody else had for the last twenty minutes. Hmm. Okay. Consider this my final lesson. I get yet another reference to their history that we saw in the Clone Wars. Uh, look out for yourself. Anything else is weakness. Then Boba uses his gaffy stick. Mm-hmm. Pulls his gaffy stick out. The new trips thing he learned, him. His new people. His new cause. His new, yes. Exactly. Very symbolic. He could not win fighting Cad Bane the way that Cad Bane fights. He had to win um, the way that Boba learned to fight uh, when he was reborn uh, mm-hmm. on the sands of Tatooine. And that is how he was able to get Cad. And he does. And he kills him. Uh, he puts the puts the gaffy stick right through Spike his chest. Right, right before he does, Cad says, I knew you were a killer. So trying to get one more dig into Boba right before he does. R.I.P. Cad Bane. Do you think he's actually dead? 100%. Yes. I, it went I through his chest. It, 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 it's a shame. It, it's a, they could have done this character a lot better service in this series. It, the exit's fine, but it's it, it lacking all the build-up to make it as meaningful, particularly for the fans just of the show. And that was part of my criticism, is that I don't think the casual fan gives a flying fuck that Cad Bane died here. Nope. Uh, cut to the Rancor, who's just running wild on the city. He's oh. picking up cars, chewing on a car. Uh, right but, through houses. Boba's army. are high. Boba's army doesn't know what to do, so they just start shooting it. I honestly, a lot of people questioning the shooting of the Rancor. I honestly think it's just to keep it away from them. That's what I think they're doing. Like, so it doesn't just find its way over to them. Uh, the Rancor then climbs up a very tall building. Massive King Kong vibes here. Huge homage to King Kong with that Absolutely. scene. Boba hands Grogu to the mechanic, our world's favorite mechanic, uh, Amy Sedaris, and then gives him the little ball that he likes. Say, hey, play with this, buddy. Play with this. I kept it all this time. <laughs> Play with this. And oh, by the way, don't join this battle. Please don't oh, do anything, yeah. Grogu. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And Grogu, one ear out the other, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. think, probably thinking, I- I'm going to I'm gonna have to help Dad out again, I think. Uh, <clears throat> Mando Dad, uses Dad his jetpack. Dad means well, but I'm here to help. Yeah. Mando uses jetpack to fly up. He, I guess he thinks that he can just sub one Mando, Mandalorian in. Like, that, I think he thinks the Rancor is racist. That he did the Mancor the Rancor doesn't tell the difference between Mandalorians, but the Man Rancor absolutely does. Cause that he rides that thing, it's like a like a bull rider. It, he's on there for like five seconds, flings him off, flings him through the city. Uh the Rancor picks up Mando, tries to eat him. Shout out to Mando's helmet for still being for being extremely strong because his head literally goes in the Rancor's mouth and he bites down and he's unable to crush the helmet. I feel like every season we just get further unrealistic just strength of Beskar armor. It's like last season it was, uh, for uh, Mandalorian is when the um, dark the dark trooper just kind of keeps ramming his head into a wall over and over again and it doesn't kill him. This season a Rancor chews on him. It's like, nope, Beskar don't care about that shit. 
Right. But what we've established in the canon is that Beskar is very, very strong. But Mando has especially strong Beskar armor. It's new. It's better Beskar. It's reinforced. The armor is really talented. Like, you know, he's got like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure Boba's armor could have survived. That is what I'm saying. I'm with you. It's getting to the point of being meme worthy. It's getting to the point of being plot armor rather than actual armor. You need to give me some weakness of this thing. Otherwise nobody's a threat anymore. Well, it was about the time I think that Mando's head was in the Rancor's mouth that Grogu figured out that Mando might need a little help. Dead, may need help. Yeah, uh, his head is literally in the thing's mouth. I think I'll help now. So Grogu walks out right in front of this fucking thing. Great visual because you have teeny little Grogu standing in front of his big old Rancor, and he, the Rancor roars at Grogu like, "What on earth are you doing, little guy?" And he gets down to Grogu's level, and that's when Grogu lifts that small hand up connecting with the creature through the force able to calm him down you can see i love how they did it with the rancor as far as the visual of it looks like his it just deflates he just deflates like the the shoulders go down he takes a big exhale and he just gets down all the way on the ground and literally falls asleep the rancor falls asleep and what's interesting is that even doing that did not not grogu out like, Grogu did not do the same fall over, I'm exhausted from the Force. Here's my theory on what occurs here. He walks up and he lays next to the Rancor and falls asleep. I honestly think that what Grogu's doing there is not, I'm so exhausted I have to sleep. I think it's, I have to stay next to this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got to be here. Because if Dad just takes me away, this thing's going to wake up and freak out again. Until Boba gets back to control it, I've got to stay right here next to it to keep it calm. I think that's what he's doing. I think it was, I think it was a mix between that and also just kind of like the connection you briefly established. It's like, you take a nap and I'll take a nap with you and we'll be together kind of thing. It's like almost like a further aspect of calming him down is that we're going to nap together now. Yeah, yeah, but for sure. But no, but the strategy there in Grogu's yeah, mind is so. I've got I've got to stay with him. The conversation um, is this. The actual intent is this. Yeah. Um, cut to the Pike Syndicate and Mos Eisley. They're getting the briefing uh, that their force is lost. And uh, what's hilarious to me is that the Pikes are like, I'm out. Like, you guys said this would be easy. I I don't lose this many people. Like, this is not yeah, cool for we're me. We're done. Um, and the mayor and the Trandoshans are pretty pissed about this because they're like, hey, without your muscle, like, we're kind of fucked here because, like, Boba knows that we turned against him. Um and that's when in comes Fennec Shan, who uh, literally hangs the mayor. So uh, R.I.P. Mokshay. That was brutal. That was brutal. She just pulls him up into the rafters and we just hear bones break. It's like, oh yeah, she's an assassin. Gotcha. Now we know. Yeah. A lot of bones in that big old neck. But yeah, it does. It yeah. breaks. Mayor, mayor Mokshay is dead. Dead, 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 my friend. Adios. Which I hate because I liked Mayor Mokshay. I still might. I might have voted for him. I'm not going to lie to you. I like a practical ruler. Now, it's one of those things where he's another example of a character where, like, man, I wish we got to actually spend more time on Tatooine rather than do all the other stuff. It's like, this is a character that could add mileage. You could actually develop this in this plot line. It's like, nope, he's out. He's out. We're done with this. Yeah. So then the Pike leader gets stabbed from behind. Uh, Finnick takes off. Back in Mos- uh, Espo, we see a transport land. People are coming and going. People are in the streets. They're, things are going and back to normal. happy. There's fruit and there's dancing and it's a new era that everyone loves including spencer spencer's very happy about this ending i'm a little Um, bit mocking how just perfect everything is what really uh as boba's walking around with his helmet off by the way people are bowing to him boba 
annoyed by the bowing, doesn't like the right arm that he's got to do. What's interesting is that he's fought, he's fought for this exact moment, for the people to look at him as the daimyo. This is what he wanted, like to be the ruler of the city. But he's got it. And now he's like, God, I wish people would stop talking to it, me. It's different on the inside. Um, yeah. Uh, he finally looks at Finnick and says, we are not suited for this. Potentially out of the episode. Finnick says, if not us, then who? At this point, Chrysanthemum and Spencer's favorite character, the mods, show up. Then we get a pan out and we see Boba in his new, um, uh, get a pan out uh, from that. And that's the end of, of that sequence. And then we see uh, Mando in his new awesome ship. And guess where Grogu is? He is where the astromech droid is. Yeah, he's up on the where the droid normally is. It's a it like this is where this is where the fans are going to say this whole thing was concocted to get the visual of Mando in that ship and Grogu where the droid is. Bubble pod above, yeah. Because we're going to sell God knows how many like stuffed animals and Legos, and And that may that may be true. There may be part of that. I'm sure it's all like there may be a part of it. Uh, but here's my, you want to know my respectful response? Please. I don't give a fuck. I liked it. <laughs> you got man, you got Mando and Grogu back together and Grogu's as adorable as ever. That's the motivation. How cool was it? Him in the little, the little droid pod. It was so fucking awesome. Uh, I'm definitely cool. buying that Lego set. And uh, he starts tapping, tapping what on did it. You assu- what did you assume he wanted? What did you assume he, he was trying to get? I thought he wanted a little ball. He had the ball. He had the ball in his hand. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought he was just tapping with his hand or whatever. Um, so I did. I don't know. I don't know what he wanted. Um, but I, obviously Mando did, and he he puts the jets on, and then when it goes fast, uh, Grogu flies back and screams and laughs, and woo, off we go into season three of Mandalorian in scene for the series, maybe. But definitely yeah. uh, season one of Book of Boba Fett. That's in. Uh, That's the end, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, other than our little stinger that we get two minutes into the credits of where it's Cobb Van from the back of Pod and that my least favorite character in all of Star, Star Wars, the modifier, the mod doc, is looking over him. Sure, yeah, yeah we're going to get Cyborg Cobb Van. I'm not happy with this. But yeah, okay. Yeah, he must have been like uh, on the, uh, like a vegetable um you know hanging on or something uh i don't think they do lazarus on star wars if he was dead he was dead but i he must have been like hanging on the mod showed up they put him in the back to tank they're gonna save him um i don't know where they're gonna go with that i think that i think i honestly think when they filmed this they were thinking they would do a season two of book of boba fett with the reception it's gotten um don't I don't know if we'll, yeah. I don't know don't if we'll know. get it. I mean, Star Wars will when it gets a bad reception. They will they will absolutely turn tail Hold and run. On. They did it. They did it on Solo. They clearly were setting up at the end of Solo for a, a second film that they're not going to do because the fans didn't like it. So I don't think this was as bad as the the reaction to Solo, but yeah. it certainly wasn't Mandalorian level love for this series. So we're done with uh, the recap, Spencer. I would like your thoughts on the. Book of Boba Fett. As a whole, I think it had good moments. and I think it sets up well what they want to do for the broader mythos and for the next season of The Mandalorian. I think it's its own show. It trips over its own feet. I don't think we ever got an effective characterization of Boba Fett as a character. I think these last episodes tease all of the ways they could have done things better if they'd actually dedicated themselves to that focus. But I think in some ways they had so many objectives they wanted to accomplish as part of the broader expanded universe they're now creating 
they lost track of the main of actually making this show work on its own terms, and I think that's a misstep. So I think it was fine, but I think it could have been a lot better, and I don't think it would necessarily have been that much harder for them to make it better if they just kind of focused in on Boba's story, Boba's a character, rather than doing all the other things they felt the need to do to set up all the other stuff they want to do. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the where I differ than than a lot of the criticism on this is that I think a lot of fans tend to think that the reason that Mando and Grogu showed up was to save the show and make it interesting because they didn't have a lot of faith that it was interesting with Boba Fett and that they were that that's how they were able to carry it. It's like they they needed those characters to carry the series. I don't think they're doing that. I think that may have happened incidentally. But I'm not sure that's their motivation. Um, I think that they brought Mando and Grogu in because that storyline fit because he absolutely <coughs> owed Boba Fett a, a blood oath, a debt. I mean, a life debt for what he had done to save Grogu. So it does. It makes a lot of sense that he would call that in when he was in a lot of trouble. And I, I love that they converged the storylines. You know, I, they did that at the end of Mandalorian Season 2. You know, they've got the Mandalorian Avengers all sort of assembling. They've done it here in Book of Boba Fett where you have Black Kersantan coming in, Cad Bane coming in, Ahsoka is in the story. I love that they're doing it. I hope they continue to do that and don't listen to too much of the criticism because that is what's going to make, as we move toward the Thrawn epic series, it very interesting. That's what Marvel's done so well, have these have these characters come in and out of each other's stories because when, you, when they all converge into a central storyline, it makes it that much more powerful. I think we had enough characters and we were on Tatooine. We didn't need to get Mando and Grogu back. I think it's a great prequel to their own story we're going to see. I think it's those, the Mando and Grogu's moments, either together or separate, were the best moments of the damn series for Boba Fett. Uh, I think most people are in agreement on those kind of points. But I think that just reflects that the rest of the material was kind of lackluster, and that's the name of the show. That's what was, that was what was supposed to be the focus, instead of it connecting into the broader expanded universe. Yeah, I struggle with that. You know, it's like I could just because I think that Mando and Grogu are so good. You know, this is like saying, um, you know, nobody ever knew how Pip, how good Pippin was because Jordan was on his team. It's like, no, I noticed I noticed that Pippin was good, but Jordan was just that good. It's like, of course, Mando and Grogu outshine the Boba storyline. It's going to outshine any part of it. They'll probably out th- outshine the Thrawn series when it comes to that, when they, at that point, because they're that good. But that doesn't mean the rest is bad to me. But that's one of the things. I'm not saying the. I'm not saying that it's just as the nature of that. Everything else is bad. I'm saying that you got a ten. Absolutely, you have a ten. You need to develop more sevens and eights to be able to sustain the overarching thing the ten's operating in. You can't have a team just built around the ten. You need to have other things backing them up. And I think they're so focused on just giving, doing, giving us as much of the ten in the form of Mando and Grogu that they can. They're letting everything else kind of suffer as a result. Well, you know, I think we did get a lot of Cad Bane, <laughs> and and we got a lot of, uh, you know, what we're we, going to call it. Well, and then we also got a lot of Fennec Shands. It's not, I mean, they gave other characters room to breathe on the show, um, uh, but they didn't. We talked about with Fennec is that they, if they'd actually invested the same time that they gave into Mando and Grogu into Fennec, she might have become across as a more rounded character. Rather Fennec than is being, on the screen more in this series than than Mando and Grogu and, were. 
and, way and more. Yet she never comes across as being really human. She just comes right. So you don't is. like. So they did. So that's the issue is you don't like how she was being portrayed. It's not that they didn't give her time. They gave Fennec Shan plenty of time. You just don't like how it was portrayed. But you do like how Mando and Grogu were portrayed. Why? Because of the Michael Jordan of Star Wars. Checkmate. And I want them to develop their Dennis Rodman. I want them to get other characters and other players going to be able. Oh, to that's a good one. Who's in this analogy? Who's Dennis Rodman? I'm going to say Black Chrysanthemum. I, that's fair. That's that, that's on point right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the yeah, show. it was enjoyable. It was an absolute pleasure to discuss with you. I, I, sh- shall we start going to what our favorite quotes were? Because I think we had a few this last couple episodes. Sure. I mean, I'll just I'll just end with this: is that you know, like. Um, the series gave me a lot of joy. I was very glad they did it. I've had a, I've had a lot of fun with it. I'd love to see a season two. Because it gave me so much joy, it is my responsibility on this podcast. I'm contractually obligated to push back on you. However, the vast majority of the criticisms that you've pointed out and the fans have pointed out, I see the valid, validity of it. I see it. I see what you're talking about. But the series still gave me joy. It's a, it's a question of you can acknowledge the defects, but how much do you actually care? That, uh, not the, a lot. That, that, that's the level of issue is that I care more. We both acknowledge the same issues. They just affect my enjoyment more than they affect yours. When they gave me the first 15 minutes of episode six, I didn't give a fuck about none of that. I was like, yes, well, Grogu's trading. I didn't either. I, yeah, I'm just going to spoil things right now. My nostalgic moment of the episodes is Luke and Grogu training in yes. the same style of Dagobah, Dagobah and Luke and Yoda. And yeah, I, I, let's go ahead and do that segment. Like, let's do that segment now. That is my uh, nostalgic moment of the episode as well. I think Cad Bane's got to be on the list, but he's lower because of how I don't think it's done really well. I think Ahsoka's probably number two in, a, in the in the nostalgic we're, moment of the episode. We're, we're in a world where just in episode six, we get R2, Luke, Ashoka, Order 66, Cad Bane, and Jedi training. Oh, how do you pick who wins in that list? And yeah, and all of the parallels to the Dagobah training sequence, which we could also, we could call nostalgic moment of the episode. So there's a lot there in episode six. There wasn't much there at all in episode seven for for nostalgic moment of the episode, really. I think Um, Cad has to win there just because he's kind of the only one that's carrying that torch. And then I I still say that it's been done a little bit disservice even in that nostalgia regard. So nostalgic moment of the episode, and I would venture to say nostalgic moment of the series is probably the the Jedi training sequence with Grogu and Luke uh, because it, it hearkens to so much stuff that we have long, long cared about. I mean, that, that, that what I think is probably the highlight of the Star Wars movies for me, which is the mm-hmm. St- Empire Strikes Back when Luke goes to Dagobah and meets Yoda. Like that, it, it doesn't get much higher Absolutely. than that for me. Let's do best line of the episode. And we're combining episodes, so we're going to do best line of episode six and episode seven at the same time. Uh, I'll start. Um I love Ashoka asking Mando, are you doing this for Grogu or are you doing this for yourself? Because I think it's an important thing to ask. And I think it's one of the things that affected Mando the most to go, yeah, who is this really about right now? I want to see him. I want to see him. But is that about me or is that about the kid? I think that rattled him. It was a great question to ask. Yeah, for Ashoka, I'm going to say, uh, I'm an old friend of the family. That's a great line. With so much mileage attached to it. Yeah, it's a I mean, I, can, can I get a can I get a T-shirt of Ahsoka with "I'm an old friend of the family" at the bottom? Uh, can I please get that made by Disney. It, that it, it's something that's gone wrong. It would that's be phenomenal. T that would be a ten out of ten T-shirt. Yeah. What's the next one uh, I got here? I don't have a lot. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I got one here. I loved Luke just straight up quoting his old masters. My favorite one would be when he told Grogu, "Don't try, do." That's always been that's always been just mm-hmm. a, a foundational kind of Jedi advice, right there. 
It's like I have got a pair. I've got a pair of Yoda sneakers that say "Do or Do Not." There is no try on them. Yeah, great line. Shout out to uh, Adidas for doing the Star Wars line. Uh, I'll do the next one. Uh, this is uh, Luke talk. This is the end of the episode six. Luke talking to Grogu. It may take you many years to master the Force. You may never see the Mandalorian again because Grogu, a short time for you is a lifetime for someone else. Yeah, I, I liked a lot of Luke's lines. I, I mean, th- those scenes are my favorite in all of their expanded universe. The two of them together, it's really great material. So I, oh, oh, can I can I do it? Can I can I just completely pause and do something a non sequitur because I want to. Yeah. When Garza's sanctuary was blown up. There was a yep. band playing, and we did not see Max, Max Rebo. Max Rebo was fucking not there. Absolutely so, not. Max Rebo is not dead. I just want to just point that out. I believe yep. that in my soul. That's head cannon and soul cannon for me. Max this Rebo man, not dead. This man survived Jabba's barge blowing up like a Pike Syndicate bomb would be any threat nah, to him at all. Fuck no. Max Rebo, very much alive. Sadly, much more alive than Cobb Vanth. Yeah, sadly, one of the hottest characters in Star Wars now apparently dead. But what do you know? They killed people off right and left at the end of that episode. Um, I, 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 it's a lot of Luke lines I'll, we could reference. I'll, I think you picked the best ones, though. I actually loved um, uh, Cad Bane's line when he's talking with Cobb Vamp of, you, sh- you shouldn't have never given up your armor. It's just it's a cold line before you kill someone is to point out their weakness right before they're about to die. It was a good line. And the follow-up that he tells he tells Boba later, you know, you shouldn't have, yeah. you shouldn't have taken his armor away. Yeah. Uh, so those are good. I mean, I didn't have that many quotes for the next episode, other than I liked. I got another cad line. You're getting soft in your old age, and Boba's response: "We all do." That was a line that really, like, oh man, I wish they'd had two more between these characters because they could have played so much with that, and so many kind of themes, so many philosophical differences and tensions. And that line, they tried to some, to shove some of those in the last episode and they didn't have enough time. Yeah, you will leave this planet in your spice trade. If you refuse these terms, the arid sands of Tatooine will once again flourish with flower fields fertilized with the bodies of your dead. I, yeah, it, it's, a, it, it's a great turn little phrase. Who knew, who knew that uh, Boba Fett was that poetic? Yeah, he doesn't, um, he doesn't kill ruthlessly, but he can write poetry. Spencer is disappointed. I, I, it's not even there's not even necessarily words it's almost just acting through you know emotions but mando and grogu being reunited and pedro pascal's just <laughs> non-words acting associated with it was flawless that was peak that was very peak i'm gonna go with uh the world's uh favorite mechanic amy sedaris the force works in mysterious ways I, i'm gonna do a different line by her grogu whoa that's a terrible name sorry about that pal and we wrap up. This is the last one for me. Mm-hmm. Boba to Fennec. We are not suited for this. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll do one that's kind of on the same vein. Uh, Cad, consider this my final lesson. Look out for yourself. Anything else is weakness. All right. Are we ready to award it? Please. For our last two episodes of the Book of Boba Fett, who, which one got the best line of the show? For the last two episodes of Book of Boba Fett here on Mango Talk Star Wars... Honorable mention. I'm going to award a honorable mention. And it is, we are not suited for this. I think it sums up the series and probably sums up where it's going. But the winner. Why is it the winner? Because I'm selfish and I'm the one that is awarding it. It will take you many years to master the force. You may never see the Mandalorian again because Grogu, a short time for you is a lifetime for someone else. It's a great line. And it's so much a lot of time. 
it's great. And it, it shows is, it shows the tenderness that Luke already has for Grogu. Luke does like Grogu. I mean, he's probably, he's a little put off with his work ethic, but he likes him. Now, I, I love the characterization we get of Luke over the course of the two times we've seen him in this expanded in, the, in John Favreau's Star Wars universe. It's great. It feels very legacy, and I'm very much with it. And I, I like the relationship he quickly is putting together with Grogu. It also hits what's going to be an ongoing tension of where he's with Mando. Mando's got, what, 30, 40 years left? Grogu's got another 960 after that? Yeah. Yeah, Grogu is absolutely, unless something happens, Grogu is absolutely going to see Mando die. And if Grogu lives his natural life, Mando will be a small blip at the beginning of it. And that's really kind of sad. Um, it, and that, it, I like that that's, that's referenced there. It's like not even the level of your childhood dog in terms of amount of time he's going to spend with him yep. relative to his overall life. Yep. Yep. But uh, yeah, it's... That's sad, uh, and that's just that's just a fact. Um, all right, let's. You ready? Uh, up, down. Woo! Let's put our robes on. We're putting our gladiatorial robes on. The we are walking. Descended. We are walking down into the gladiatorial pit to look at these two episodes in the eye and judge their fate. Thumb up, thumb down, thumb sideways. Is it better, worse, or right on par with an average episode of The Mandalorian? We are going to break it up. We're going to break it up between episode After, six, episode yeah. seven. I will give my first rating, episode six. The thumb cannot come up fast enough for episode six. Extremely what? high thumbs up for episode six. I, I, I think even, uh, and this is a guy that said I liked five better. Talking about it, I think six gets the gets the nod for the best episode of Book of Boba Fett. It's close in my mind. I think six gets it for well done it is. And I think it may be one of like the top three best episodes that Favreau and Filoni have done. Just period. Episode it's, six it's is very well done so so fucking good it is uh it certainly be one of the top mandalorian episodes ever uh it's 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 peak star wars for me i loved it mm -hmm. i'm with you I now the difficulty comes this is tough what do we do with episode seven for me it's got to be a firm thumbs down I think thumbs down worse than an average episode of mandalorian i think it even comes in the bottom half when it comes to book of boba fett and i i think that it's it shows a lot of things that they did overall wrong with the series, and I think it also just engages in a few writing and filmmaking kind of problems that we see through it. I don't think it was all as successful as it could have been. Is it bad? God, no. Is it still, it's still solid, enjoyable television. But I think it is both significantly below the average that they've built for themselves when it comes to these series. All right, I'm going to... for you, man. It's rough I'm giving... Man. Here's the say? thing. I'm giving it a thumb sideways, and here's why. You're putting in an average. I'm putting in an average because I'm because for me I was entertained. I hear the criticisms. I agree with a lot of them, but I still really liked watching it. I was invested when the different groups were like coming in, like you know, like it was the Battle mm -hmm. of the Five Armies. Like that was getting me when the when the when the the town folk turned on them, Order sixty six style. That got me mm -hmm. when Grogu was able to pick that fucking droid up and start crushing it. I was out of my mind going crazy. There were high moments of the episode. I was entertained by the episode, even though it, it was very flawed. Um, I do think they probably could have done a better job wrapping it up, but it was always going to end with a big battle with the Pike Syndicate. So um, I get the flaws. I I am in there with you guys, but because of the, the sheer entertainment value, just for me personally, mm -hmm. I have to give it a sideways. So it's above Frog Lady. Oh, everything's above Frog Lady. <laughs> All the sequel movies, 
all the sequel movies are better than Frog Lady. Why is the Skywalker better dude, than? Don't don't say. Why is the Skywalker Phantom Menace better than Frog Lady? Don't, that episode no. stunk. Eat your words, sir. It was awful. It was a plane crash, and then they did a little mechanic work on a ship, and boom, episode over. Give me a break. There were spiders. There was awful. There were ice spiders as big as hounds that we never got in Game of Thrones. There, we didn't get that, did we? Well, anyway. No, we did. Maybe House of the uh, Dragon. Uh, okay, Spencer, we wrap up our coverage here at Book of Boba Fett on Mango Talk Star Wars. Anything else you want to say? Any concluding thoughts as we push season one of Book of Boba Fett out to pasture? Do we know when the next season of, of uh, Mandalorian is starting? So there's some uh, controversy there. We do know. That's what I was curious about. Yeah, so we, we know it's wrapped filming, right? We know that's done. And um, I told you that I, one, they, I, you know, I try to eat healthy, right? I try. But mm-hmm. occasionally I do slip up. I go get some fast food, my favorite chicken joint. I was there the other day. I was talking to my guy. You talked to and, Tipper Moff, I understand. And he has said in interviews that he expects it to be out this summer. Now, I don't know why he is saying this because he doesn't do any post-production at all. But that's the only person who's even spoke on Mandalorian Season 3. And he has said it. it he anticipates it in the summer. I personally, just based on the production schedule and how much they typically do in post-production and the schedule of some of the other shows, how we have Obi-Wan coming now, we got Ahsoka coming later after, you know, on the heels of that. I would think we get Mandalorian season three about about the you know about about Christmas, but you know that seems about normal. Because that was that was always debating. How many other shows do we get before that one? Obi-Wan well, we're definitely is coming we're, first. We're definitely getting Obi Wan, and we're definitely getting uh, Andor, um, the Andor series. Those two, I I know, uh, are are coming before Mandalorian season three. Okay. Word is we're going to get Ahsoka before it, too. Now, if we're getting all those beforehand, we're not getting Mandalorian Season 3 until late fall at best. That, that, that's one of the things. This is straight up setting up as if it was coming out in a couple months. And yet it doesn't seem like that's the timing. That they're no, really no. 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 It'll be, it'll be later, although it has wrapped filming. So, it, you know, it's not one of those where, you know, you can get all like spencer on us and be like we're not getting it till 2024 i mean they've wrapped filming so it's done so we're gonna get it sometime this year hey hey house of the dragon has not come out yet sir that bed is not yet pulled that bed yet, i'm gonna get so i'm man ah i can't wait to spend spencer's money on that bet spencer bet me the house of the dragon would not be out this year and it obviously is going to be so i'm gonna get some spencer money and just so just so everybody knows spencer money's hard to get it's hard to can get Spencer imagine, money. Can you imagine how smug I'm going to be if they have last second delays? Can you just picture the call you're going to get from me when that happens? George R. R. Martin has already seen the first two episodes. It ain't happening. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's it. We are we are done here. We have covered the book of Boba Fett. I do appreciate everybody hanging in there, even though we had a very long uh, break in the middle, as I mentioned before. I had some, some health issues. Obviously, back to form. I just knocked Spencer out for nine rounds. So, obviously, killing so it. Uh, <laughs> I've enjoyed this Spencer as always love talking Star Wars with you we will be back in a couple of weeks to review episode 1 of the Obi-Wan series thanks everybody see you